Did you know that you can live a life that's even better than the highest rank your company has to offer? My name is Emily Gibson. I'm a master network marketer and a certified life coach. There is more beyond the rank. And if you're willing to go with me, I can show you how. Let's go. Last day of the month, little coaching session to clean up our thoughts. Sounds like a great idea to me. There's so many things that we think that hold us back and we don't even realize we're thinking them. We just think that what we think is a fact, but that's not true. There's more to it than that. What we think is just a thought and our thoughts lead to our feelings. From our feelings, we take action and our actions drive our results, which means if your thoughts are messy, which they probably are because you have a human brain, but if your thoughts are messy, then your result is probably not going to be a result that you want to have. That's where I come in to help you clean up your thoughts and change your life with your thinking, because it's in your thoughts where you take all your power back. All right. If you haven't marked your calendars yet for October 20th at 10 AM, make sure to do it now. I will be doing a free webinar (coughs) talking to you, teaching you about getting in the zone. If you don't know what the zone is, I will teach you what the zone is on that call. I will also tell you why you want to be in the zone and why now is the perfect time to get in the zone. 10 a.m. Wednesday, October 20th, Mountain Daylight Time. Come, bring yourself, share with your team. You are not going to want to miss this. I am going to be talking about the future of our program at the end of that call, but even if you're not interested in the program, doesn't matter. There is going to be so much value in the first 20 minutes where I'm teaching you about the zone that you are not going to want to miss it. You would be foolish to miss it. So make sure you get on that call. I will be posting and emailing you the link for that call. And we're going to have the best time. I'm going to have some special Uh, discounts to offer you at the end if you're on the call live. So do not miss it. It's going to be amazing. Also, tomorrow, October 1st, I seriously can't believe it's here, is our last set of free coaching calls. This is it. It's been 90 days of free coaching calls. I can't believe it. Um, I have coached 115 of you, which is incredible. My goal was just to do 90 and we are going to far surpass that. So there are going to be 16 spots opening tomorrow. I will post the schedule on my Instagram at Emily Gibson coaching tonight so that you can know ahead of time, the times that you're going to have open. It's going to be October 4th through the 15th with no coaching calls on 
October 7th and 8th, because I'm going to be at a mastermind in California. So I'll be out of commission those two days next week. But other than that, I'll be coaching next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then the following Monday through Friday. And then from there, the podcast is going to turn into a 20 minute weekly teaching from me, unless you join the program. And then you'll get to continue on with what you've been doing here, plus a ton of other things that I'm including in it that's going to just totally blow your mind. Again, you want to make sure to be on the webinar so you don't miss that um, free workshop on the zone, what it is, how to get in it, why you want to get in it now, how getting in the zone is going to make sure that you just kill the last three months of this year. And that is going to set you up for a massive beginning of the year, which is what we want for your business to move forward. Okay, here we go. Let's get down to coaching. Jackie is going to be first. What can I help you with today, Jackie? Helping with learning how to um, grow my business and helping my level ones Helping my level ones being able to share as well. I have all these level ones and they are not shared. Okay. I have all these level ones personally sponsored and they are not sharing. Okay. Then you have a network marketing business. That's your circumstance, right? I've got this business and your thought about your business is I have all these level ones and they are not sharing. And how does that make you feel when you think that thought? Pretty frustrated because a lot of them have been with me for a couple of years. And obviously if you've been on it for a couple of years and you're feeling great, you you're obviously having results and, um, I just get frustrated because I don't understand when, if I like something, like I give my hairdresser a shout out. If I, you know, like a restaurant, I give them a shout out. So I I just, I'm frustrated. I guess I'm Mm. a little frustrated. And when you're frustrated, it sounds like one of the things that you do in your head (laughs) is you sit and you, um, almost like judge others. Like, why aren't they sharing? Like I would be sharing if there's this restaurant, like I shout them out. Why aren't they shouting it out? Like they should be shouting this out. So a little bit of like judging others there. I know. And I don't like to judge others, but I guess now that you put it that way, OMG. Yes. What else do you do when you feel frustrated? Um, Then I kind of shut down. What does that look like? I noticed then um, I stop, I shut down and I, I don't reach out as much. I, I slow down my business. I don't reach out to new people as much. Okay. I don't connect. I don't build relationships as much. Don't reach out to new people. Don't, sounds like you avoid connecting with new friends. Or even existing friends? hmm Okay. What else do you do when you're feeling frustrated, when you think, I have all these level ones and they are not sharing? 
Um, I just feel like, again, um, sometimes I just feel like I, I'm just not, again, it's just like this vicious cycle and it's the same thing and the hamster wheel and I'm going nowhere. So then all these negative thoughts go in my head. What do those negative thoughts look like? That I'm not good enough, that I can't do this. What are these people thinking? You know, I'm, you know, I'm in the same spot that I was last year sitting at senior gold. Obviously I'm not going anywhere. Okay. So we're criticizing self. We have self, some self loathing of self, some self doubt. What am I even doing is what you said. And then some catastrophizing. And what that word means is you think, well, I can't do this. So I'm never going to be able to do this, right? If, if I can't do this, then it's never going to be able to happen, which is also some black and white thinking going on as well, right? Because black and white thinking is when we have, it's like, it's black or it's white. It's this or it's that. I'm in or I'm out. I can do this or I can't, right? There's nowhere in between. You're in or you're out. And really one of the results that I see here is I'm not sharing. And I'm not showing up. And I'm staying the same. What do you think about that? Yeah. When you put it that way, I, I guess I am kind of letting myself down. I really am not Mm. showing self and for others. I'm letting myself down. And your brain, when it's like, going so fast, right? We're just slowing it down right here. All we've done here is we've just slowed down your brain with one thought, right? But in your mind, your brain's like, yeah. And it's because of my level ones. Like they're the problem, not me. I'm sharing, I'm doing it. So there's also some victimization happening, happening here right? We're like giving all our power to the level ones. We're like, see, it's their fault. I'm not the problem. They're the problem. Poor me. Woe is me. So there's, it's like being a victim there. Do you see that a little bit? Mm -hmm. And we think it's the team. That's the problem, but it's not. The reason you're getting this result of letting yourself down, staying the same, not showing up, not sharing yourself is because of this thought I have all these level ones and they are not sharing. Because from that thought, that one little thought that you maybe think for like three seconds, all these actions show up from this feeling of frustrated. And it's a dangerous thought because it's memorized and it shows up like, 
all over the place, right? You're like, well, I only think it for like a second. And then I just like pull myself out of it and I get back to work. Well, I know, but you're probably thinking it multiple times a day. So multiple times a day, you're going to run through this memorized model of all these actions, judging others. Don't reach out to new people, avoid connecting with new friends and existing friends, criticize self, self self-loathing, self-doubt, catastrophizing, black and white thinking, victimization. Like every time you choose this thought, I have all these level ones and they are not sharing. Those actions are going to show up and your result is always going to be, I'm letting myself down or I'm staying the same. I'm not showing up. I'm not sharing. Is that what you want? No, not at all. Why do you think you're choosing that thought? I have all these level ones and they are not sharing. Like I know your brain thinks like it's a fact. It's like, cause they aren't. But like, why choose that thought? Probably just an easier way. What's easy about it? Explain that to me. No, it just, I guess, like, I feel like if I'm, do, I'm doing my part, like I get on this role and I'm doing it and doing it. And when you are, you reap the benefits, you see it, like you're on a roll and you're signing people and you're doing well, you know? Um, but then, um, then you're, and you're working closely with like a level one or, you know, you are working closely with the level one and you seem like there's a connection, but then it's like, they stop They're they're not wanting to do it. And then all these negative thoughts come through my head and I'm like, Oh, maybe I'm pushing you too hard doing too much, you know? So then all the negative thoughts come through my head again. And I'm like, then that's when I step back. That's when all the thoughts come through. Like they start ghosting me, you know? Um, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm there where I was maybe in the beginning, like, you know, too much, you know, maybe they don't want it as much as I do. Maybe I'm pushing them too hard, you know? And I need to, I guess I need to stop thinking. I need to stop trying to think what their little brain is thinking. Yeah. Cause you're like getting in their model when you do that. When I say that, do you know what that means? Like the model CTFAR? No, I've heard that before, but mm-hmm. I'm not there. So your circumstance is, is the fact. Like I have a business. I have a Plexus business. I have a network marketing business. <laughs> whatever business you have. Right. And then your thought is what you think about that <laughs> neutral thing. Right. And that's where all the drama is. It's where the juicy details are. You're like, but let me tell you about my team that doesn't share. And they share about all their restaurants they love, but like they won't share about their pink drink and their gut health and their pooping. And like, if it were me, I would share again, it's where all the drama is, the juicy details, the part that like your friend's going to lean in and be like, tell me more. Right. Cause it's like so boring to be like, yeah, I have a business. They're like, oh, cool. What'd you eat for lunch today? Right. (laughs) Like the, the circumstance, everything that happens to us is a circumstance. And when our brain encounters it, we have a thought. And then we have a feeling from that thought. So the C is the circumstance. The T is the thought. 
The F is the feeling. The A is the action we take from that feeling. And the R is the result that we get from those actions. So when I say the model, I'm talking about C-T-F-A-R, circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result. And what I just walked you through is your unintentional model. It's what your brain is just unintentionally doing. It's like, yep, here we go. I have this business and I have all these level ones and they're not sharing. And I'm so frustrated. So I judge others. I don't reach out to new people. I avoid connecting with new friends and existing friends. I criticize self. I'm self-loathing. I self-doubt. I catastrophize. I have black and white thinking and I'm a victim. And my result is I'm not sharing. I'm not showing up. I'm staying the same. I'm letting myself down. And when you are thinking about what other people are thinking and you're making your decisions and finding evidence of what you're doing wrong or right, trying to think about what they're thinking, you're like in their model. You're like, what's their thought? How can I change their thought? What can I do to get them to think and feel a certain way? That's called manipulation, by the way when we just factually organize it in a bucket, right? Because can we control what other people feel? No. In fact, this is news to some people. You're the only person that can hurt your feelings. A lot of people just went, what? No. My, that girl, she totally hurt my feelings. No, a girl did something. You had a thought about it and your thought hurt your feelings. It's full accountability, extreme ownership of yourself. You choose your thoughts. No one else chooses your thoughts for you. So when you try to figure out what other people are thinking and you're making a decision based off of what you think other people are going to think, it's a mess. And it's giving your brain a bunch of errors in return, right? You're like, maybe I did too much. Maybe I was too pushy. Maybe this, maybe that, maybe the other. And it's like so messy. We have to clean it up, right? Because is it possible that you did everything right and they just, don't want to do it. Makes sense. Explain to me could, how you could have done everything right and they still don't want to do it. Um, well, I guess that maybe they just, maybe they do want to do it. They're just not ready. Or maybe they're just too busy. And in my head, I'm just, all my thoughts are going and I just need a minute to pause and just wait and hear back from them or give them time. And again, then reach out to them a different approach. What happens if they don't respond? What does that mean? I would think I would have to go back and respond to them again, like reach out, you know, but do the work for them. Like say, okay, let's do this. Like like what if they just don't respond to you? What does that mean about you? 
What is your brain telling you? It means about you if they just ghost you. Well, normally I would think I did it all wrong. You know, I'm not doing it right. But from what you're saying, that's okay. It's time for me to move on. Recruit. Time for me to, someone else is ready to do this. Kind of interesting how your brain is seeking validation to show that it's successful or not successful. Like your mind's like, yeah, if they don't respond, then I did it wrong. So does that mean that the only way to do it right is have a hundred percent success with each person every time? No, it's okay. Explain it to me. Cause like, that's what your brain's telling you right now. And I'm like, it's not matching up. Um, I want, I want to think that, I mean, my brain is, my brain is telling me that I'm failing. (laughs) Why, why is it doing that? I don't know. (laughs) Let's think about it. Let's take a guess. Cause this is the, this is what's like getting in your way, right? You think it's the team that's not sharing. It's not that it's not them. It's not them. It's you. It's a hard concept for people to understand because it's so much easier to just be a victim of the team that sucks and isn't working. You're like, oh, my team, if they would just work harder. I'm so entitled. It's not my team's fault, though. It's my, it's my, my fault. I have to work harder. Yeah. And Whitney says, am I the drama? I can't be the drama. Maybe I'm the drama. Am I the villain? Maybe I'm the villain. Did you see my Instagram reel that I did with that? You have to go watch it. It's so funny. It's Emily Gibson coaching on Instagram. And I'm with my puppy and then my daughter with her two friends. And it's a voiceover. And it says, am I the drama? Maybe I'm the drama. Am I the villain? I can't be the villain. Maybe I'm the villain. Maybe I'm the drama. You are the drama. 1000% of the time, you're the drama. And I'm not like, oh, she's so much drama. No, like everyone is so much drama. Yeah. Which is like the best news ever. Because you take all your power back in your thoughts. And right now you believe that you have all these level ones and they're not sharing, but what's something else we could believe? Um. I need to take action more. See, it's so interesting how the brain always does this. We're like, it's, it's my actions. I need to outrun it in my action line. If I just work harder, it'll fix the problem of my level ones that aren't working. 
It's just a thought error. It's not your actions that are the problem. It's the thought that's the problem. And a thought is just a belief. And right now your brain's like, but they're not sharing. Like I'm sitting here telling you that they're not sharing. Like your brain's so committed to believing that that's true. But what else is true about having a lot of level ones? Let's just see what comes. Let's just see what your brain comes up with. Um, <coughs> well, I do like, then sometimes like my thoughts are, I do give myself a pat on the back and that I have had these level ones and they've been with me for a while, you know? Okay. I have all these level ones and what else is true? They've been with me for a while. Do they like their products? They like their products. Okay. What else is true about having a lot of level ones? Like what, what are, what's also possible? Just building the relationships with them. I love connecting with them constantly too. How could having a lot of level ones be a really good thing? <coughs> how could it? How could it be a good thing? Yeah. If like, they- let's say I only have five level ones, and all five of them hate their products. Oh. Probably none of them are going to share. And what would you tell me if I'm like, ugh? I had five people sign up, and all of them quit. Like they just don't want to stick with it. I couldn't get any of them to share. What would you tell me to do if I was your level one? Keep recruiting. Why? Um, so you could keep growing and that you'll hopefully find someone that's going to love the products and you can help them. To- but why do I need to sign up more people to do that? So you can grow your team. But I can't grow my team. Everybody that takes the products, it's not working. So what's the difference? Like what I see is that everybody I sign up quits. So why would signing up more be advantageous? Because you have to keep, you have to keep adding and adding. So what, what will that do? What will that give me? Um, more level ones, (laughs) which what, what is that? What is more level ones going to mean? People that are enjoying the products and then hopefully you can get them to share with a loved one. What I think you're, what I think you're trying to say is that the odds are more in your favor the more people you sign up. Yes. Right? 
The more people you recruit. Yes. Okay. So the more people I recruit, the higher the chances that I will have someone that will want to share. Yes. So if you have all these level ones, what else is true? You just, I have to keep recruiting because I'll have a higher chance of finding someone that's going to want to share. That's You've gonna already love- done a ton of recruiting. So if this is true, I have all these level ones and that means I have a higher chance that someone's going to share. Right? Right. I have all these level ones and that means I have a higher chance that someone's going to share. Do you believe that? Mm. Be honest. Mm. Yes and no. I think maybe it's. Tell me, explain it to me. Why yes and why no? me following back around of like the way maybe I present it towards people, like asking, like, you know, I know you've been on the products for, you know, a while and I know you're loving the products, you know, do you mind doing um, a shout out post for me? Maybe it's the way I approach them. No, no, I know. See, your brain's like, yeah, it's because I'm doing it wrong. It's the actions. No. You're taking action from this feeling of frustrated because you think that you have all these level ones that aren't sharing, which means you can't show up in a way that's going to get them to share because you believe that they won't share. Your brain's like, no, I have to learn a different way to share. I know we totally do which starts with our belief about sharing. I'm going to give you a thought here and just see what you think about it. We don't have to use it. We don't have to believe it. I have all these level ones with untapped potential. What do you think about that thought? like it's my job to be better at um leading them and showing them well what do you think just about that thought i know your brain wants to like judge it and attach meaning to it but is it possible that you have all these level ones with untapped potential For sure. So it's possible, but your brain's like, yep. And they're not sharing. And it's my fault because I'm doing it wrong. 
For sure. I feel like I'm, I feel like, for sure. I feel like I'm, I'm doing it all wrong. Right. So when you choose this thought, I have all these level ones that are not sharing. You make it mean I'm doing it wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. (coughs) What if you're wrong about that? Well, I'm sure (laughs) I know the answer is I am wrong. I'm sure that's what you're going to say. And that's, that'd be fantastic. Um, I have have no, I have no expectation of what your brain's going to think. I want you to think whatever you want to think. I have to get those thoughts out of my head. Is it possible that you could be wrong, that you're doing it wrong? Is it possible that you could be doing it right? I'm sure both, a little bit of both. One of the things that I say all the time (coughs) is you are just one enrollment away from everything changing in your business. Why do you think I say that all the time? One enrollment away from changing your business. Everything changing in your business. Everything in your business. One enrollment? One enrollment. Let's take a guess. Um, Closer to... um, closer to changing, you know, closer to changing another person's lives and more and more lives. I don't know. When I had 27 people on my team, I decided to quit. Couldn't get anyone to do the business. Everybody was telling me it was too expensive. They didn't want to sell. They didn't want to get involved in one of those MLM things. And so I remember standing in my and I, and I was sick that I wasn't sick. My family was sick. My husband had the flu. My kids were all sick. And I was just so tired of hearing no. And everyone telling me they didn't want to buy it. It's too expensive and they don't want to do a business. And so with 27 people on my team, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to take my products be happy with my products. I'm not going to do this business thing. I was so foolish to think that like I was ever going to be Ruby because that was my goal. I just wanted to have a hundred people ordering on my team. I was like, if I could just have a hundred people ordering on my team, that would, I know I'll never go further than that. (coughs) So that night I quit and I went downstairs and I cleaned up the whole kitchen and I turned on fixer upper. This was almost exactly six years ago. This happened six years ago, this January. And I turned on fixer upper and my husband had been in bed all day. And I had taken care of all four kids, done everything. Laundry was like literally bleeding out of two rooms. There was so much of it. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. 
going to quit this business. My house is a mess. My life is a mess because of it. My family's all sick. I'm wasting all this time and I'm never going to get anywhere. And I should just, I'm just going to sit down and watch a show. So I clean up the whole house. I sit down, I watch the show and my husband wakes up and comes downstairs and starts getting himself food and telling me how awful he feels. And I was so irritated. I was like, I can't believe I got everyone asleep and now you're awake. It's like 10 o'clock at night. I just wanted peace and quiet, right? So I turn up my show and I hear him say, I just really don't feel good. I feel like I'm going to die. And I was like, oh my gosh, really dramatic, Sean, turn up my show. And then he doesn't say anything. And I turn around and he is in his chair, slumped over like this in the kitchen. And I go, Sean, it's not funny. It's not funny. And he doesn't respond. And he's a real prankster. And I was like, Sean, seriously, stop it. And I turn my show down and I walk over and he is completely unconscious in the chair. And I shake him and he doesn't wake up. And I shake him and all of a sudden he opens his eyes really big. They roll in the back of his head and he looks like he has a seizure and then passes back out. And I have this like voice over me that says, your husband just died. You will not quit plexus. I call 911. The ambulance comes. He's taken to the hospital. They thought he had a heart attack, but he didn't. They transferred him in another ambulance to a higher level trauma center where he sees a cardiologist. He's admitted to the hospital and turns out he just had a vasal vagal reaction to the flu. We incurred an extra $25,000 in debt that night. And I decided, I guess I better keep doing that stupid business that doesn't work because how am I going to pay for all this? One week later, a stranger messaged me on Facebook. Her son had knocked out my son's front tooth at school that day. She was calling to apologize. And she said, I hope it's a baby tooth. We should get the boys together. I guess they're like really good friends. And I said, oh my gosh, that's awesome. And see, because I was trying to figure out how to do the business, because the week before we had incurred an extra $25,000 in debt to our already $125,000 of debt that we had in credit cards and my husband's doctorate degree and all the other things, I had been, I started watching videos. And the night before I watched a video by a top leader in our company. And she said, you should, um, you should drop a drop, drop a sentence about what you do. See if somebody asks you what you do. And so she said, yeah, what day, what day works for you to get the boys together? And I said, oh, I work from home. So any day is good for me. And she goes, oh, perfect. What do you do? I said, oh, I just, I sell these supplements that like got rid of this health issue for me and this health issue for me and this health issue for me. And she said, Oh my gosh, that sounds like exactly what I've been searching for. I need that. And I was like, it worked. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it worked. And I said, I can call you right now and order. She said, no, no, no. What do you need? She sent me all of her information. Stranger. 
name, social, credit card, everything. And I couldn't believe it. So I put in information, signed her up. And then I had watched another video that night before as well that said, you need to ask everyone to post the day they join. And I had promised my sponsor that the next person I signed up, that I would ask them to post. And so I asked Jenny to post. She posted and she put 20 people under me in 30 days. And one of those people is someone that I have trained to the top of our company, Christy. And she has put 5,000 people in my organization. You are one person away from everything changing in your business. And it might be a stranger that you don't even know yet. Maybe it's someone that rear ends you at a stoplight next week. Maybe it's somebody who, you know, through your kids for me, Jaron knocked Brennan's tooth out in first grade. So I met Jenny and Christy had been doing Jenny's hair for like six years. And she was very sick looking for answers, hated MLMs, was never going to do an MLM ever again. She'd done one before and in three years made zero dollars, zero, zero. So she ordered and then turned off her order for three months. The company accidentally sent her two double welcome packs. She was super poor. So it was a blessing to her, but I was like, shoot, she turned off. Day 90, she posted, signed up 15 people in a week. One of those people is now the second highest rank in the company under her. You are one person away from everything changing in your business. That person is one person away from everything changing in their business. And if you keep choosing this thought, I have all these level ones and they are not sharing, you're going to feel frustrated. And then your actions are going to be the opposite of anything that is income producing. And your result will continue to be, I'm letting myself down. I'm staying the same. I'm not showing up. I'm not sharing. But if we can get you to believe, even just from hearing my story or seeing, more importantly, when you see it happen in your life, because it will, I promise you, I have dozens of more stories just like that for how my, my husband's team is, you know, three from the top, (coughs) about to be two from the top. And every leader in our company or in any company for that matter has a story like that. When you believe that that's possible and you start to question this belief, I have all these level ones that aren't sharing. And that means there's a lot of untapped potential. You can just tack that and onto it. And that means there's a lot of untapped potential. Here I go. I'm all in, ready to figure it out. Eventually your brain will begin to believe, you will reprogram it to believe that you have all these level ones, which means there's like (laughs) unlimited people to get to share. You just have to figure out what that is. And that obstacle that feels like it's putting you further and further away 
is actually what's teaching you, getting you closer and closer and closer. What's coming up for you? Thank you, Emily. No, it's coming. It's good. You're welcome. I needed to hear that. Thank you. You've totally like, got I'm going to cry because of thank you. <laughs> You've totally got this. It's this thought. We got to challenge it. And you're going to keep thinking it because you believe it's true. I have all these level ones and they're not sharing. I want you to say, is that true? It's not true. It's coming. Could be. Just keep planting the seeds. It's coming. Ask yourself, be like, how is it coming? Instead of like resisting it and being like, don't think that. Don't think that. No, we think it. We believe it. Embrace it. It's, it's there. You believe that. You believe that they're not sharing. So we have to be curious about it and compassionate with ourselves about it. We have to be like, of course I believe that because nobody shared yet. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like totally logical that I would believe that nobody is sharing because so far nobody is sharing. <laughs> but do I want to keep believing that that's what's holding me back? And if the answer is no, then what do you want to believe? Well, I want to believe that I have all these level ones with untapped potential, but I'm just not there yet. Your brain's like, liar, you just have a bunch of (laughs) non-sharers. And you're like, I know, I just want shares. How do I get them? Let your brain answer that question. What would I do? Look at yourself six months from now. Who has a team of three people sharing? Write yourself a letter. What did I do to get those three people sharing? I don't know. Let's take a guess, brain. Then write it down and then do it. See if it works. If it doesn't work, be like, oh, that wasn't the way. Try again. I promise you all the answers are within yourself. Thanks for letting me coach you today. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, Teresa, are you next? I have Teresa on my schedule, but I don't know if it's the Teresa that's here. Or is it Jackie? Oh, Jackie just went. Teresa, is it you? Whitney, do you want to get coached? We can also totally end if nobody wants to get coached. Oh, Teresa is tomorrow. Okay. Whitney, would you like to get coached? Yes. Perfect. Okay. Whitney, you can unmute yourself and turn your camera on if you'd like. I do like, I'm just getting a baby. <laughs> oh, perfect. It's not. Oh, it's fine. It's going to be perfect. We love babies. Babies are great. Well, we got lots of them around here. Love Hello, it. Welcome Keep to my mom life. Mom and hard. <laughs> I'm going to put him in his bed and then he won't be crying in our ears. Oh, perfect. Whichever is best for you. But this is what I'd like to get coached on. Um, That feeling of that I don't have enough time to do this because I have some other, um, there's, uh, what do I want to say? Such variable time schedules with these guys. Um, And... I, I want to do this. Okay. Come on, buddy. 
Um, cause we, you know, talking to other people that coach, um, or, you know, whatever, just listening to our videos from our other coaching, um, calls that they're like, you got to have a why that is strong enough to beat out everything else. And if you're not giving it time, um, you're not making it enough of a priority. Like everybody's got enough time. And like, I, I feel like I have a really strong belief. Um, but maybe I'm just not like, I, I, what my brain says is you can't find the time to do it. You've got so many other things to do that are pulling for your attention and calling your attention. Um, so that's where I'm at. Yeah. Well, because when, when people tell you everybody has enough time, if they have a strong enough, why your brain's like, why I don't have enough time to do this. Right. So you're just not accepting their belief because your belief is stronger, which is, I don't have enough time to do this. Yeah. Okay. But I, I, I feel like I do. And cause tell me, we talk talk about, how do you have enough time? Explain it to me. Um, well, we're talking about just doing it in the nooks and crannies of our day. Right. Um, but then when I find that nook or cranny, my brain's like, this isn't enough time. Sorry. You just can't do it right now. And I have taken some other steps, um, to like, um, I had a nanny for a little while and then had to let her go for one reason or another. And then, uh, I am having my mother-in-law come over and help some more lately. Um, but it still just isn't, it doesn't feel like enough time. Like I, then I sit there <laughs> in the time that I have and work on other stuff. Or then I'm looking at reels for an hour, trying to figure out what I'm going to do. But now my hour's up and I haven't actually done anything, right? Why do you think that you are choosing to do other things in the time that you have planned to work on your business? Um, well, one of them is another small business that we own and sending out those invoices produces immediate paychecks. So I know that that is something we have to do. It's the dopamine hit you're looking for. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And right. Yeah. Like I get instant gratification, which further solidifies the neuro pathway that this is what I should be doing with my time. Yeah. And I, have just had that thought here in the last um, <coughs> couple of days of the month, like, what can I do right this second to produce results? Like <clears throat> the answer to that. Um, well, I've posted more on Facebook maybe than I usually do or more, I'll say more direct instead of more um, attraction kind of things or curiosity things. I've just been a little bit more direct with what's going on. Um, And just from the last, um, call that I was just listening to with you, um, I am like, why haven't I reached out to all my personally sponsored people that aren't doing anything? Why have I given up on them? Um, um, because I've asked before and they just weren't ready. That doesn't mean they're not going to be ready in the future. Right. So we're living in the past. Mm -hmm. We're living in the past and we're using the past to determine our future decisions. 
Yeah. Which means we will remain the same. Right. Because if we want to be, if we picture ourselves six months from now and we want to be that person, then we have to go envision what we would do as that person and make that decision now. But what you're doing is you're going back to yourself in the past and making the decision based off of what that person back then would do, which means you stay the exact same as you are right now. Yeah. And I don't want that. Okay. So kind of interesting here, right? Because there's this desire for change. There's this awareness that the thinking is the problem. And we're yet we're still operating from the lower brain. Right? Yeah. The reason the reason why you aren't like you go throughout your day, like the nook and cranny thinking, I 100% believe in it as long as it's planned. Let me explain. Oh, yeah, okay. Let me explain. <clears throat> nook and cranny work only works if you plan it ahead of time. It's never going to work if you're doing it on the fly. If you plan it ahead of time, you're using your prefrontal cortex. If you do it on the fly, you're using your lower brain, your primitive brain, which never works because it's always going to say, do the other thing. Yeah. Faster. Gives us the money right now. Does the thing right now. It's very now, 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 now. Comfort now. Yeah. Our prefrontal cortex is like, understands that we have to make a decision ahead of time and we have to be patient and we have to do things in a series of events to get what we want later. Right. I used to tell, I was, I don't know if you guys know this, but I, my degree is in elementary education. Then I have my certification through the life coach school, Brooke Castillo's life coach school as a certified life coach. Okay. When I was a school teacher, I used to tell my class, we have to do the things we don't want to do right now so that we can do the things we want to do later. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And what I want to caution you about is the feeling of relief. Where does relief go? On our 50-50 chart. I think relief would be in the good side. 100%. It is absolutely on the positive side. It feels amazing. Relief is the best. Relief is what you feel when you turn off the treadmill. Relief yeah. is what you feel when you get the baby in the crib, like you just right. did instantly. You were like <laughs> relief, like before then you're like putting on his cute little stripy pants. He's crying. You're like so uncomfortable. Like your brain is just like abort, abort. Just get the baby in the crib. Get the baby. Hold on. Don't we get the baby in the crib. You even said to me like, we'll get him in his crib and he'll be fine. <laughs> relief is coming, right? Get the baby in the crib. It's you true. The door, and I saw this like peace just wash over <laughs> you. And every mom knows that feeling because 
they've had that relief before where you're like, oh, freedom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's also why when your mother-in-law gets there, you're like, relief. Now I can do the things I really want to do, which is not my network marketing business. It's my maybe other business. <laughs> my other business. Yeah. Maybe I take a bath. Maybe I go outside. I just want to feel relief right now. I've been waiting for yeah. this all day. Yeah. Right. And so <laughs> when you pick relief, it's, it can be dangerous to your goals which is why it's so important to plan ahead and do what you say you're going to do. Because right now I guarantee if we did a model on this, what's showing up in your R line is I don't trust myself. Yeah. It's not that you don't have time to do this. It's, I don't try. I mean, it is, you say that's your thought you're picking, but we put it through a model and the result is I don't trust myself to use my time to do this. That's your result. Yeah. Yeah. How do we create trust within ourselves? We do what we say, what we promised ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. We honor our commitments to ourselves. And right now you are not honoring your commitments to yourself. So it's no wonder you don't think you have enough time because you're not holding yourself accountable. Yeah. How do we change that? Scheduling my arch Yes, you use your prefrontal <laughs> cortex. I am like you that I am in the stage still where I'm like, no, we are easy breezy, fly by the seat of our pants family. Right. We don't schedule, your brain, but there it goes. I see how that's hurting me. Feed me Seymour. There he is. He's <laughs> lower brain. He's like, but we have lots of kids and we can't have a schedule. Yep. Is that true? No. Mm-mm. Why not? Um, because we can, but we also have to be okay with things changing in that schedule. If somebody has an accident or throws their oatmeal across the room or whatever. Yes. Yes. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you have kids, little kids, you can still use your prefrontal cortex to plan ahead, but it's usually more useful to plan all the things you want to get done in a week instead of a day. Sure. You plan it out in a week. And then you put it on each day, but we don't beat ourselves up if we don't get it done on each day. We're like, oh, yep. Um, Poop explosion on Monday diverted all my free time. So (laughs) all that stuff I was going to get done on Monday is now going to be pushed to Tuesday, which means I can't watch my show that I would normally watch before bed. Yeah. So I got to push it over. The way that looks in my calendar... I want to make sure I don't have any phone numbers here or any like personal information before I show this to you guys. Okay, I'm going to cross out some names here. Okay. So this is my Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of this week. You will notice when I don't get something done on the day that I determined I was going to do it, I circle it and I put an arrow to the next day. I do not let myself cross it off until it's done. 
And I do not under any circumstance go to a new week with anything that is not checked off or crossed off. Never. Never. Yeah. If it means I have to stay up till 3 a.m. on Saturday night, that's what I do. Because under no circumstance do I break my word to myself because my relationship with me is more important than any other relationship that I have. Yeah. Except for God. Sure. So one thing that is really helpful to me as I plan is I write the time of day, the night before that I'm going to do it, that I think I can do it. So for example, today I wrote down 8 a.m. Check, check Tanya. Meaning I need to message Tanya and see if her products came because I enrolled her four days ago. Yeah. And then I wrote 8.30, check Dana. But I actually did it at 8.05 because it only, it took me like 30 seconds to check. (laughs) But like I built in some extra time because sometimes I have four kids and sometimes getting kids off to school requires more time. So when you have lots of little kids at home, you just double the time you think it's going to take you and plan on it. And then if you get it done faster, you just like check, check, check. I have extra time. This is perfect. (laughs) It didn't take me as long as I thought it was going to take me. So when you have lots of little kids, I want you to just double the time that you think sometimes triple the time that you think it's going to take you and you be flexible with that. Sometimes it doesn't take you that much time. Other times you need more, right? 9am coaching. There I was, I got on at 9 a.m. Here I am, right? At, um, after this, I'm going to sign up Michelle. And then I'm going to fill out the paperwork for my son's honors English class that I need to turn in tomorrow that I didn't do last night. But I printed it, but I specifically wrote fill out paperwork at 11 a.m., yeah. And it, I got to I mean, do it. I freeing. have to give myself a deadline. Yeah. I can right? see how that's really freeing because that's part of, I think the, the chaos of what happens too, that I'm like, what do I do next? Do I do A, B or C? Like which one's the most important? And then by the time you figure it out, you don't have time for any of them. No, the reason you don't have time is you're letting your lower brain tell you what's important. It yeah. cannot do that. It's, it literally is not designed to do that. Yeah. It's designed to keep you alive. So it's like, we need to eat, we need to feel comfortable and we need to (laughs) conserve energy. So a loud voice, that one. It is. Oh my gosh. (laughs) All the time. Seymour, feed me Seymour. Did you hear me talk about that in calls this week? No, (laughs) but I've heard that before. Yeah. It's the little shop of horrors, right? The movie. Have you ever seen it? I haven't seen it. Oh my goodness. It's like from the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's, they have these plants, these like Venus flytrap 
plants. Okay. And one of yeah. them, he feeds him and he gets so big and he like takes over the shop and he like ruins his relationship with his girlfriend, ruins his shop, all this stuff, right? Cause he keeps feeding the beast and his name, he names the plant. He na- well, his name is Seymour and the plant, I can't remember what the plant is named. It's been like probably 25 years since I've seen the movie, maybe more, maybe 30 years. And, um, and I'm 23. So, you right. know, it's been like, I was like negative 10 when I watched it, <laughs> <laughs> but in it, the plant keeps saying, feed me, Seymour, feed me. There's like a whole song. It's, I, it's like probably the creepiest movie now, but back then it was <laughs> really high tech. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like uh flight of the navigator. You're like, I remember this being really high tech ET. All right, right? Okay. So, um, you have to make the decision from your prefrontal cortex ahead of time. I would recommend 24 hours in advance. If yeah. usually I do it the night before, so it's not always 24 hours in advance. It, it It's anywhere from 12 to 24 hours in advance. Right. Yeah. So I just always make sure I have a plan for the next day. I don't go to bed without writing down at least the next day. And then if I can't get it all done, then I circle it and I draw an arrow to the following day. Unless it's month end, which it is today. So I'm like, I have like extra notes of like, you will sign up three today because I want to get nine. So I need two more now. I just signed up one before the call. I signed up two last night, signed up another two in the last week. Now I just need two more. I have one that gave me her information and I have to do it tonight at nine. Can't screw that up. Right. So I'm like, I'm not going to screw it up. I'm going to do it. I don't (coughs) tell you these things to brag. I'm telling you this because I run multiple businesses. I have four kids. Yes. My husband helps me a ton. Now I did all this when he wasn't here when he was gone and he just barely slept here. You are so capable of doing it. Getting childcare, so key. Makes it a lot easier, will make you more efficient and more effective if you can avoid this feeling of relief while they're there, right? Right, right. (laughs) Which you can, (laughs) right? You just need need to build in time for yourself. So what I would recommend is that, when you go like have that hour, then I would map out literally every five to 10 minutes, what you're going to do in that hour, the night before. And then mm-hmm. the last 10 minutes, you, you say relief time, just build it in at the end. Yeah. And I think at this point, like even just being, um, I I forgot the word, but being there, showing up for myself and doing what I say I'm going to do and now having it done in that hour, like that's going to be better relief than just having kid relief, even though that's good too. That's, that's the secret. Yeah. People that plan ahead and use their prefrontal cortex understand is like, Mm -hmm. I, I was someone that my personality is I fly by the seat of my pants I don't like a schedule. Yeah. I am not that person anymore because I realized that person was holding me back from the things I wanted to do. And the person that I really wanted to be my most true authentic self actually really loves structure planning ahead. It's less chaotic. 
And while I function really well in chaos, I have so much more time when I plan ahead. People are like, oh, you're so busy. No, I'm not. I am not busy. I guard and protect my free time every day from about 10 to 1030, depending on if I have a coaching call that's, you know, dipping over from 1030 until one is my free time. I exercise, I shower, I shave my legs, I put on makeup and I get dressed every day. I say no to lunches with girlfriends because I would rather work out, shower, shave my legs, put on makeup and get dressed and enjoy my free time. Yeah. That's what I want to do with my free time. I genuinely want to do it. I'm looking forward to doing it when we end our call. It's going (laughs) to feel like so much relief in the middle of my day. Doesn't have to be in the middle of your day. Maybe you have to get up at 5 a.m. to have that free time. But guard and protect your free time. And you will get more done in your day. Yes, when you have little kids, you have to be a little bit more flexible. But that's why setting your stuff like, this is what I need to get done in a week. And instead of beating yourself up and comparing to other people, like if you compare your, what you can do in a week to what I can do in a week, you're going to set yourself up for failure, right? Because I have four kids that are in school from eight to three 30, right? Like untouched time. And when I didn't have, I didn't used to have that though. So when I didn't have that, I would didn't, I didn't plan my days at all. I was just like operating from my lower brain all the way to diamond for the most part and still got it done. I just was like, you know, 108 pounds wallowing in depression and anxiety, totally disconnected from everything in my life. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that way. That's what I've learned now. So you just adjust that you adjust the time frame that you do things in, and you might go a little bit slower than someone else right now because you, you want to have family life balance, right? That doesn't mean that you get to use your kids as an excuse for not meeting your goals. Right. And they're the reason the goals are there. Like that's the hard thing too. Yes. And you really can do both. Yeah. You just need to decide ahead of time. It's just like, it's just like coaching clients that want to lose weight or drink less or whatever, right? Like I tell them, you can drink as much as you want. You just have to decide 24 hours in advance. And I want to know exactly how many drinks you're going to have. And you have to tell me 24 hours in advance. And then you drink no more than that. So they'll say, yeah. okay, I'm going to, I'm going out to dinner with friends tomorrow. And I'm going to have two glasses of Chardonnay. I'm like, perfect. Great. Two glasses of Chardonnay. Yeah. And then they don't drink more than that. Cause that's the protocol. So how does this apply to you? Right. You're like, okay, my mother-in-law is coming tomorrow for one hour. And during yeah. that time, these are all the tasks that I'm going to accomplish while she's here. And I'm not going to do anything else during that time. Yeah. And then you do it. And you will begin to build a sense of trust within yourself that is completely unstoppable because your character and integrity will be so strong when you do this so many times that you won't eat, like you'll become a better leader 
because you learn to lead others by leading yourself first. Yeah. And you can't lead others if you're a mess. Right. And yes, we're all 50, 50. I'm 50% amazing and 50% a mess. I talk about that. I'm a leader, right? Like I'm just the world's okayest top leader. Sure. Right. But you're but, not. but you know what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying here? Yeah, I do. So double or triple the time it's going to take you. If your kids are going to be around, be flexible with your schedule. And then use your prefrontal cortex to make decisions ahead of time and decide those things based off of the person you are going to be in the future, not what you've been able to do in the past. That's so done. Step up our game. We got to step up our game. We have to make decisions from her in the future, not her in the past. Yes. Okay. Finish writing my letter to myself. Yes. 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 So good. You've got this. Thanks, Emily. You're welcome. Okay. Tomorrow, our call is at noon, but 16 new coaching spots go live at 9 a.m. Mountain Daylight Time on my website, emilygibsoncoaching.com. Give yourself a chance to get a spot. Don't tell yourself that they're all going to be gone because when you do that, then nobody signs up and they sit there for two hours. Fight for your spot. Get coached. It's so worth it. And it's our last time. 16 free spots tomorrow, 9 a.m. Mountain Time, emilygibsoncoaching.com. I can't believe our 90 days is coming to an end, but I'm also so excited to show you what is next, which I will do on October 20th at 10 a.m. Mountain Daylight Time. I will email you the link. I will post the link. You will know about it. See you tomorrow, guys. Bye. Thank you. Who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual program called Beyond the Rank that I want to invite you to join me in. We can address challenges, we can work on goals, and we can do it in so many different ways. We have group coaching, individual private coaching, and hundreds of hours of online courses and content that I'm creating just for you. When you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10X level, then come check out Beyond the Rank at emilygibsoncoaching.com.